What up, everybody? Hello, nurse. I need my old people remember that cartoon. Anyhow, welcome. It's a new segment of Parables of a Slut. I think it's the third one, I'm pretty sure. And uh, it's been a while since the last ones. Um, part of that is because I did record one and then it got erased somehow, and that was extremely frustrating. Um, but now that I've waited this long, I've got way more stories to tell. <laughs> uh, so today we've got um, uh, <laughs> four different humans to talk about. So we're going to start with the. Let's see, this first one. We'll call him Dishbag. Dishbag. <laughs> Douchebag of the Asshole Dog. So, this gentleman found him on, you know, some dating site. It was Bumble. And, um, he was nice. He was kind of a big, cuddly type. He was a ginger, had a nice beard. You know, real cute. Seemed real cuddly. And that was kind of what I was going for at the time. And, um, so, we hung out at my place, and that was super nice, and then we hung out at his place, because I found out he had a dog, and I was like, oh, dog, I'd love to see a dog. Um, and we go to his place, and, um, so, I walk in, and it smells like dog, first of all, um, so that's kind of a, (laughs) sorry, if your place smells like dog and isn't clean, like, one, depending on the dog, but... This was the smell like dog where I could tell there was fucking hair everywhere and it was a struggle to breathe. So I had to take a decongestant, you know, which is fine. It works and it gets me through for at least a couple hours. But also, you should be cleaning up every fucking dog, dude. Anyhow, so we made dinner that night, or I made dinner that night. I made my infamous tacos. To anyone that doesn't know my tacos... (laughs) Tacos, plural, the ones you eat. (laughs) Oh, well, anyhow, um, you know what I mean. They are a special recipe. It's a combination, it's a fusion of things. It's sriracha chicken with feta cheese, and I fry them in the pan. It's fantastic. Everyone's addicted to them, and it's definitely going to be the last meal. If I could ever choose the last meal, it would be the last meal. And many people have agreed they're the best tacos they've had in their whole life. They're crunchy and delicious, and anyhow... So there's this thing where there's the curse of the tacos. So, literally, in the past, every dude I've made tacos for has immediately fucked up afterwards and been kicked to the curb. (laughs) So it is a curse of the tacos. And I told him that, too. I was like, man, every time I crave my tacos and need to make them, I always end up making them for a boy that definitely doesn't end up deserving them. And, like... He was like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then lo and behold, that ends up being true again. So let me tell you how this fool fucked up. (laughs) So I'm all excited because I discovered this hike um, just a little bit before Truckee in Tahoe area. It's called Mariah Point. First of all, named after, I mean, I don't know where the who they named after, but you know, my girl Mariah Carey. So I'm like, all right, cool, I like the name. And then I discovered that at the very end of the trail that has the overlook of like the mountains and the canyon, someone put a tree on a, put a tree, 
put a swing on a tree and swings a fucking jam, especially big ones. And overlooking things, I'm like super excited. This is my jam. So we take the three hour trek up. Um, and we bring his dog. Obviously, dogs like the hike, right? We're not gonna leave the dog at home for a, a, a six mile hike. And um, so we get there, we set up the campsite nearby, the tent and everything. I'm so excited to finally get a last minute camping, hiking excursion in. This was last October, also 2020. And uh, so we set out on this hike and he's got his dog on a leash, I will say that. Um, and we get through this hike and we're having a good time. I do notice though, at some point, that the dog isn't really in the best physically fit condition. Like, I'm anticipating he's gonna make it there, but getting home is gonna be a fucking struggle, and that annoys me. Like, you should know your dog's physical limit. It's not too steep and strenuous of a trail, but it is a medium difficulty trail. Like, it's pretty long. So I'm already like, okay, this this dog is gonna hold me up, which is kind of annoying that like he didn't know that. And then, and then another extremely friendly dog off leash turns a corner and then runs up to his dog. His dog apparently is a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I'm sorry, some dogs are fucking assholes. No matter what, any dog that comes up to them, they attack. And I'm like, so that's what happened. And like, the fucking his dick dog attacks this other friendly dog and then has his fucking neck. And here's the part that I'm like, big fat fail. He didn't know what to do. He didn't, he was like, oh, just panicked like a fucking idiot. And I had to take over the situation. I fucking had to grab the dog, straddle the dog, and fucking get him to stop moving. And then he had his jaw locked on this dog. So I have the other dog's blood all over fucking, all over the place, all over my hands. And fucking, he didn't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, well, I know what to do because that's something I'm good at is fucking panic situations and I fucking jab his dog in the side who then lets go pull him back and obviously the owner of the other dogs got their dog now and then I'm like I'm the one straddling this dog I'm the one holding this fucking dog back me my fucking mighty mouse 5-4 ass next to this fucking big ass dude doesn't know what to do when his dick dog becomes a dick apparently and then everyone's like, oh, what do we do? Oh, what do we do right now? And I'm like, can you fucking exchange numbers now so we can get on our fucking merry ass way? <laughs> like, seriously? Why are we, f like, this is your problem. Get each other's fucking numbers. Like, can you handle this? And finally, like, he's like, okay, they get each other's fucking numbers. And I'm like, okay. And then the other dog bounces out. <laughs> We've got our fucking dog. Also, his fucking harness is like not tight enough at all. I'm just thinking in my head, like, if you got a dog that eats other people, <laughs> other dogs, not people, other dogs, I'm sorry, but you cannot rely on rules of the trail where everyone should be on their leash, okay? Also, this is a motherfucking pandemic. 
especially right now in the world, ain't nobody fucking following rules right now. Everybody's kind of in this, oh, we'll just fucking die mentality. So expecting people to follow the rules on the fucking trail right now, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I live in the real fucking world, man. And in the real fucking world, you cannot count on other people to abide by rules. And if you have a dog that's a fucking dick and eats other dogs, you need to put a fucking muzzle on that bitch when you take him on hikes. Sorry, there are going to be other off-leash dogs on hikes that their owners think they're comfortable with because they're non-aggressive at all. But if your dog is aggressive towards every single other dog, you cannot count on that dog to ever not eat another dog. Okay, I live in the real motherfucking world, and you trying to tell me, oh, well, they broke the rules. I'm like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about them breaking the rules. Because one, I had to handle this situation. Two, I have blood all over my fucking hands. And I have blood trauma in my life. I have had family members' blood on me before from very violent situations. So I had to fucking walk the fuck away from him. Seething in anger, seeing this blood on my hands and just being like fucking livid right now that I had to handle this fucking situation with his dog because he's a shitty fucking owner, frankly. And, um, Anyhow, I fucking calmed the fuck down after 15 minutes, and I was like, cool, well, we're not finishing this hike now, obviously. We're fucking heading back and going the fuck home, because I don't want to be within sight of you or your fucking dog anymore. Like, I want to get the fuck out of here. So, we start trekking back. His dog is even more tired now, so he's straggling behind us, and then, like, the dude is like, Oh, can you slow down because my dog? And I'm like, fuck you, dude. You know the way back. I'm not fucking walking with you right now. And I'm definitely not straggling behind for your fucking dumbass dog. Like, get the fuck out of here. Sorry. No. I'm gonna fucking walk ahead. I'll meet you back at the fucking front of, like, the head of the trail. Sorry. Like, get out of here asking me to accommodate your fucking dog right now. I'm sorry. Like, you're a shitty owner. You hang out with your dog. (laughs) And I know that's really harsh on the dog but also like you have to recognize when your dog is unfriendly to all other dogs you cannot count on them in any public situation not fucking freaking out on every single dog that approaches that you need to be aware of that and avoid all those situations you can't count on other fucking humans to follow the rules that's ridiculous and then the fact that you don't know how to handle that situation when it happens and you just fucking panic like a fucking little bitch (laughs) anyhow this was october too so i was extremely angry with men at that point (laughs) so i'm a little less angry with men now but at that time and place i was just like not having it so we fucking get back to the campsite i mean i haven't talked the whole time let's get the fuck out of here we start packing up the tents which uh, that's the most heartbreaking thing when you immediately put everything away you just brought out and i was like god damn that pissed me off too I was just not talking, and then this motherfucker, fucking white boy bullshit is like, well, I mean, I just, you're still mad, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still fucking mad, dude, I'm gonna take the time I need to be fucking mad to deal with this, like, sorry, and he's like, well, I just, I just feel like I'm being punished, and I was like, sweetie, I am not here to fucking accommodate your motherfucking guilt, and he's like, oh, well, 
that's not what I'm asking for. I'm like, except it fuck it is. Like, that's what you're asking me for. You're asking me to accommodate your fucking feeling shitty right now. You should feel shitty. I don't know why people think they can just, especially fucking men are like, I don't want to feel bad. I'm like, bitch, you're supposed to fucking feel bad right now. I'm gonna take my time to be angry and get over it. But yeah, that's normal. Feeling bad is normal. That's the thing that makes you a human. So trying to escape bad feelings because you don't like them is fucking childish, immature, fucking privileged bullshit. Like, who fucking raised you that just accommodated your bad feelings all the fucking time? Anyhow, I shut that the fuck down. And so we pack up the site. Everything's back in the fucking car. And... Luckily, I had the foresight to bring my crochet with me, which is my calming the fuck down and coping mechanism. So we have a three hour drive back to the city from Tahoe to San Francisco. So we get in the car and I'm like, hey, you were doing good on the music. Why don't you maintain the music for the last three hours? You were doing a good job at that. (laughs) Like, do this. This is the one thing you did right. So why don't you just keep doing that. We'll get home. And then I'll never fucking see you again. Um, that's what happened. Um, and I will say this to his credit. He spent like 150 bucks on camping supplies. And some of them I was gonna, like some of them I got for me. But he didn't ask for anything back except for the table and chairs, the fold-up table and chairs, which was only 60 bucks. So I ended up with all the extra shit. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks for not being such a douchebag that you're like, give me my money back and my things. And I was like, cool. Thanks for, that's your, your one way of saying I'm sorry. You can have all the things. (laughs) And I'm like, thanks. I appreciate that, actually. (laughs) You're slightly better for not being a dick on that front. But at any rate, that was the dick dog owner, (laughs) Um, which is fine. Like, I know a lot of dogs were abused and all that, but like, you really got to know your dog and you 100% cannot count on people following the rules. Like, yeah, those are trail rules, but also like, your dog's a jerk. (laughs) Sorry. Like, you either need to pay more attention, but, like, you really need to at least be able to know how to handle that situation when it gets bad. Like, fucking had to step in and handle it for you. Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> and then crying about feeling mean. I feel like I'm being punished. Wait, let me tell you how not enough fucking kids are punished, especially males. Okay. Punishment is normal. That is atoning for what you've done wrong. Whoever is mad is going to take whatever time they need to be mad. And then after you've atoned for being wrong and felt bad and then apologized, then everybody can move the fuck on. The boys want to fucking stick that on the fucking shitty part. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It ain't my job to make you fucking feel better. You feel like shit because you fucked up. So continue feeling that. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. So that was my shitty October date good times um another victim to the curse of the tacos so anyhow and honestly i can't even remember if i fucked up i don't think i did though because everyone's been fucking up within two dates so i haven't fucking put out because i'm like you know definitely don't deserve 
my vagina until I know they're not gonna fuck up. <laughs> so, I don't think he got laid. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. All right. So, terrible date with insecure dude number two. So this guy, <laughs> he was a chef. I think he was on Bumble too. And he was kind of a party dude. You could tell, like, I'm a little bit of a party girl. And he was like, oh, let's have fun. We're, I'm drinking right now with my friend. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm drinking on an outdoor patio, too. So, he's like, okay. I'm like, do you want to meet up? And he's like, well, I'm with my best friend right now. And he was like, I think I'm just going to bring him. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We can kick it. Like, you know, whatever. Not the end of the world, usually. Like, usually I can this dude later so he shows up with his best friend and immediately I hit it off with his best friend we are at a Pittsburgh sandwich shop to anyone knows that Pittsburgh sandwiches are some kind of deli meat with oil and vinegar slaw and french fries on soft bread, but I always get my bread toasted because I hate soft bread. And it's that's how Pittsburgh do their sandwiches. And unless you like that, you know, you're a lot of people aren't in it. So this guy's a fucking chef, right? And he starts like mouthing off about, uh-huh, you're not supposed to have Capricolithin and cook like that because it loses the flavor. And I'm like, dude, your best friend just said he totally wants a sandwich because he's into Pittsburgh sandwiches. I just said I'm into Pittsburgh sandwiches. So, like, why are you being a fucking hater on this food right now? Like a fucking food snob. Like, well, okay, we like it, so why don't you just shut up? But he didn't. And then, as me and his friend kept joking, he just, like, went into insane white boy privilege wanting like us to stroke his ego he started talking about we're in a pandemic right now i have a fancy new restaurant in i don't know is it sonoma somewhere north over the golden gate bridge some bougie ass town um maybe even the town that has the racist italian place hard to say or french place there's recent french place that fired a server for having a blm mask Anyhow, I think it might have been in that region. And he was just like, I just opened a restaurant in the pandemic. It's doing super successful. And I'm like, cool, dude. <laughs> I don't believe in stroking dudes' egos. Because clearly you're fucking insecure that you need to hear us say, oh, good job, buddy. I'm like, I'm not fucking telling anybody good job. Like, sorry. It's not my fucking job to phrase you. I'm not your fucking mother. And as soon as you pull that shit on me and I feel like I'm mothering you, let me tell you how I'm never going to touch your dick. <laughs> and he literally, like, pouted about it. <laughs> and was just sitting there like, oh, just talking about himself and how awesome he's doing. And I was like, cool, bro. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry I'm hitting it off with your best friend. And then his best friend was kind of like, Okay, why the fuck did he bring me? Like, this is annoying because I'm hitting it off with this girl, but I'm not the one that's supposed to be on a date with her. And we were just there like, okay, well, this kid is clearly super insecure. Like, I'm not stroking your fucking ego, sir. Definitely not t- touching your dick ever. <laughs> that's not happening. It's probably tiny, too, based on your insecurities. 
um, <laughs> it's a low, low chance of that ending up well. Um, <laughs> anyhow, and then at the end of the date, he's like the check comes, or the check doesn't even come. It doesn't even come sit on the table. But then like we don't ask for the check because we're drinking. And then he's like, okay, well I guess I'll ask for the check then, because. <laughs> I guess he was annoyed being there at that point because I wasn't hitting off with him and he was dumb enough to bring his more congenial best friend. And we were like, okay, dude. And I'm just thinking, like, you're the one that called the date. And you're the one bragging about how you're doing so fucking well with your restaurant. So you crying about paying the bill right now is just really hilarious. Like, your best friend didn't ask to come to the date. We're on a date. (laughs) So... Yeah, you're, you're the only person that, like, like, I'm always up front when I'm like, I'm broke right now, so unless you can afford the date, like, I can't afford to pay for a date, so if you want to take me out, cool. And so, like, I always put that on the table immediately, like, if you want to wait till I have money to go on a date, that way we can 50-50, that's fine, too. And then he fucking bitches him, and like, I <laughs> I'm like, alright, another crybaby. I was like, okay, cool, you guys have a good time. I was kind of pissed that there was no moment for me to exchange numbers with his best friend because he wouldn't stomp off and smoke a cigarette but then he was still like within 10 feet away so like I'm like there isn't really an opportunity for me to like talk to the cool guy that I'm hitting off with who isn't cocky at all and that is when I'm like you probably have a big dick because you're not cocky (laughs) that's how you read dudes you're not the one fucking over here reaching for compliments. <laughs> but your best friend's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so nice to meet you guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts, and have a good life. <laughs> so that was just really funny date number two. And that, that came a couple months after October. So it was like winterish. And, no, it wasn't winterish. It must have been right before the second shutdown. Uh, so early November so those two were in the same time period but at any rate splitting hairs here so moving on uh, winter quarantine obviously I didn't see anyone ICU capacity was shit so everybody stayed indoors really no activity then so started meeting people this last week and (laughs) I met a nice guy he is a travel nurse he just got to San Francisco from Baltimore Maryland right no way right whatever Baltimore (laughs) it's a Maryland right Anyhow, he's turning 30 this weekend. And um, he's like, oh, cool. He's super chatty with me. He gets a haircut at my barber shop. I'm working as reception that day. I find out he's a musical theater kid. I'm like, oh, cool. And he was like, I just got my eyebrows waxed, having a luxurious time today. And I was like, that's fantastic. Um, went to the nail salon and also got his cuticles looked at. And <laughs> I'm like, cool, as a musical theater nerd, so, uh, a dude is a musical theater nerd, I assume nothing about your sexuality, and 
in San Francisco now, that's kind of the thing. We don't assume sexuality until we go on a date and then we establish. So what are you, what are you into, you know? Like, because I'm not going to assume anything. Everybody's every fucking which way and identity here. So it seems really silly, silly to assume. Um, and then he came back and he was like, Barbara said I should ask you out. And I was like, oh, cool. I wasn't going to assume you swung my way, but rad. I was like, well, I might be available later. Um, so I was like, get my Instagram. So we exchanged Instagrams and then I got off work and then I hit him up. And we end up going out for dinner. Super nice, super cool. He just barely became a travel nurse. So he's very excited to start enjoying this the travel nurse life where they, you know, they work in pretty much four or five days straight and then they have the two days off to go blow all their cash and do all the fun things. Um so we have a good time. And then I bring him home and then we have an even don't end up having sex but we do do other fun things that I'm into that result in me having a quite nice of an orgasm and quite nice of a little ring bruise on my ass which I'm super into um but we don't have sex he he decides not to do that which he admitted was like I was turned on and honestly it wasn't gonna last more than two seconds so I didn't figure it was worth a while I was like oh yeah that's fair <laughs> thanks for knowing that <laughs> like, ah, I could do it, but it's not going to last very long. I appreciate that honesty. Um, and then he goes home. <laughs> and then he texts me later, like the next day. And he's like, hey, has somebody hit you up? Like a new person? I'm like, uh, wait, what? Excuse me? And he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you. And I was like, okay. Whatever he's telling me warrants a fucking call, I guess. This fucking infant. <laughs> 29. And apparently he had this really toxic relationship with an ex in Baltimore. She's super young. Two babies already has severe mental health problems and just takes it out on everyone else. And anyone knows my stance on mental health is, if you're not helping yourself and just expecting the whole world to fucking deal with your craziness, then sorry, you, everybody deserves to cut you off, frankly. Nobody should have to deal with someone who's not attempting, at least, to handle their mental health themselves. Like, that's just a selfish person at the end of the day, and you don't need to deal with them. And literally, he was like, yeah, she won't see doctors and she won't address it herself. I'm like, yeah, that's a selfish, toxic person. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not guilty, though. I mean, not I'm, I am guilty, too, though. I haven't been good either. And I'm like, that's fucking great, bro. But, like, that doesn't, like, mean you stay in this fucking relationship because you love her. I was like, first of all, staying in a shitty relationship because of love is a crock of shit. Love isn't enough newsflash it's not it's not a fucking no and I was like the fact is the matter is there are people in this world that you just can't not be toxic to and they can't not be toxic to to you whatever 
barrier you have between you, you can't stop triggering each other and you can't get over that to be good to each other. And you have to figure out like you need to call that quits because it's not getting better. Okay. I was like, there are people in this world that it's easy to be with. You don't trigger each other. You understand each other. The empathy comes easy. It is not hard. This fucking working for love nonsense? No. You should not work for love. You shouldn't. And that's just because this world is wide and open full of people and there are people that it's not going to be strenuous work to be with them. And this bitch is crazy. So he tells me, well, she called me today and she was like, did you go out with someone last night? And he like tried to lie, but I guess her and her girlfriends went and stalked all of his friends on Instagram, found me as a recent addition. They didn't know who I was. And then they went to my Instagram and they saw my stories where I cheersed with him. And I was like, wow, that is some psycho stalker shit. And he was like, so she's probably going to text you. And I was like, well, you better not fucking give her my number. And he was like, I won't. But if you have information on the internet, she's an internet stalker sleuth. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. I'm sure you can find my number on the internet, especially if you pay for those white pages (laughs) sites. Like, they're literally made for stalkers. (laughs) And, um... I was like, well, I'm not really worried about it because that's not the type of trivial infant shit I deal with. Also, since the robocallers got in text, got super scamming text, got super intense in pandemic, you know, I just had to drop the $10 for the app yearly to put all of the unknown numbers go straight into another file and no numbers stay in the file that you look at. So you don't have to respond to anything. Nothing comes through that you have to respond, you know, respond to. Like, they just go in another folder. So you can just easily ignore it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, I can put that, like, that's going to go in another folder. Definitely don't respond to crazies. (laughs) 100%. And since everybody's in fucking Baltimore, obviously I know what area code to look for. And then she did fucking text me. (laughs) I mean, I ignored her. I was like, I'm not talking child shit and then the last time I spoke to him I was like look I'm gonna give you some real talk right now you're turning 30 and the fact that you haven't figured out how to cut toxicity out of your fucking life yet like you're kind of behind on the emotional growth you should be at by fucking 30 like frankly if you don't ditch this by your 30s you're really behind and you're choosing toxicity and holding on to it because of some bullshit I love her and I'm like yeah you're indulging in pain then like that's your own fucking fault and you're choosing not to grow up and that's on you and I'm just like this is San Francisco you're gonna struggle real hard with all the fucking people in this city that are very quick to call out your immaturity because this whole city is motherfucking sluts they all have primary partners and then side partners everybody's fucking everyone in this city so you're kind of coming from an incredibly juvenile toxic relationship and you're trying to say no I still talk to her every day and I don't want to let her go and I'm like well that's cool but let me tell you how 
everybody's gonna look at you like you're a fucking infant weirdo in this city and they're gonna tell you too san franciscans love telling people that they're behind the times like the city's progressive and you're kind of a child <laughs> like so go away now i was like you're you're not gonna you're gonna struggle making friends and finding people to hang out with because you're gonna tell this story to fucking everyone <laughs> and they're gonna be like all right bye <laughs> see ya Anyhow, I haven't talked to him. I'm like, okay, I, I'm sure he's still calling her and she's still screaming at him like a psychopath. Apparently all of her girlfriends stalked my Instagram. If anybody watched my Instagram recently, I was like, having a nice day yesterday, really vibing on myself. And I was like, hey, haters in Baltimore, welcome. This is my Instagram. Uh, I just want to say, I'm 36, bitch. I don't trifle with infants. Okay. Also, you're never going to look as good at 36. So, enjoy the show, because that's what it is. I don't really care. Um, I kind of love when my haters still check my fucking Instagram every day. <laughs> like, in my cosmetology class, by the last session, me and my homegirl were just fucking never there and we got away with everything so everyone hated us for being the favorites and getting away with everything and they had a fucking nickname for us like the something sisters or something that we didn't even know we, but we heard it thrown out once and it was just hilarious though because every single one of them was still watching my stories and I was like wow they fucking hate me it must be wonderful they, they must love to hate me that's fantastic well I mean the haters can be fans too <laughs> that's fine haters need love too um, I mean I'm a hater I mean I don't obsess about the people I hate but definitely hate a lot of things a lot of people uh, they're just big fat hypocrites um, also since we're talking shit right now I'm a sidetrack I'm a sidetrack to talk shit about some female. Um, some of y'all know about this girl that we referred to back in the day as Tiny Monster. She was a tiny monster. Anyhow, this bitch is trying to do a hustle on the Instagram about being a life coach. And then National Women's Day yesterday, her fucking post was like, starting to really learn about the patriarchy and I'm just like this bitch fucking slut shamed me and then fucking tried to hold me accountable for her dude friend's feelings getting hurt between something that came between us and then she also does not include sex workers in her upholding women so I'm like you're a big fat fucking hypocrite 
slut shaming is 100% upholding the patriarchy and not including sex workers is also, you're not a feminist, sis. Sorry, that's not real. <laughs> you're saying it's real, like you understand it. Your dumbass is still coming from fucking Texas and still bringing your patriarchal bullshit with you. So, and she's trying to make people pay for that shit right now. I'm like, that's adorable. Disco berry. <laughs> Tiny monster. Um, and that's not even including the bullshit she pulled on me. The last time we were friends, and she tried to Regina George be mean to me and make me feel mad. I love when people think they can make me feel bad. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling bad because you think I should feel bad. I know I've done nothing wrong, so I'm definitely going to sleep well tonight. Alright, we're going to sidetrack back to the last dude. And hey, we're going to end on a good note today. This guy actually got his dick lit. Yes. So, this was actually last night. I hop on Bumble because, you know, whatever. He messages me back on a Monday night. I'm like, cool. We're chatting. And he's like, why don't you come over? And I'm like, do you have a car? He's like, yeah, I'll pick you up. Okay, I'm coming in pajamas though. He's like, that's fine. I was like, you have to bring me back home tomorrow at a reasonable hour though, because I gotta do shit. He's like, okay, that's fine too. I'm like, okay. And he then, the thing that sold me was he said he'd make me breakfast. And I'm like, all right, I expect breakfast. <laughs> so I'm over there. And my number one thing now at this point is laying down the law about I need to know first and foremost that you understand consent. Okay, so that's what I did. We went over, we cuddled a little, and then we were tired. So I was like, okay, let's get into bed. And I was like, we're gonna naked cuddle, but don't touch my vagina. You can rub and feel as much as you want. Just don't go fucking near my vagina because I decided when we go there. And he's like, okay. And then he rubs a little, and there's a little bit of cuddling, and then he fucking passes out because dudes pass out in like two seconds. I'm like, okay. I'm not sleeping that much because it's hard for me to get to sleep, especially next to another person. At some point, that just became a struggle. But then I kind of wake up at 2 a.m. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of horny now. So then I wake him up and we have some fun sex. It's very nice. He has a nice penis. Oh, cool. All right, good job. And I'm like, yeah, guys. Just ladies, first of all, just set the boundaries immediately. Hey, this is what I'm willing to do immediately. This is what I'm not willing to do. If I want to hook up, I'll let you know. And then it's, it's kind of like the beta test, frankly. Like, can you handle being naked next to me and not trying to turn me on? Like, just hanging out? Like, I need to feel your energy. Like, and if you can handle that and not cross those boundaries, then I know you're a decent dude. <laughs> and then I'm much more willing to fuck you. And I did, and it was a good time. So yay, I finally got some good dick. And that was exciting. So, you know, it's nice. People have gotten vaccines. I'm on a bunch of wait lists as a healthy human. Um, I'm on all the wait lists for 
vaccines that would be tossed at the end of the night. Uh, there's a wait list for normal people. They call you, can you get here in 30 minutes? And, you know, because they don't want to toss vaccines. Obviously, the whole point is to get everyone vaccinated. So if people don't show up for their appointment, then uh, they've got these extras at the end of the night. So anyhow, we're doing all right getting vaccinated. And that's why I feel a little bit more comfortable, especially with people that are already vaccinated. So that's good because I don't have a lot of exposure at work because everybody masks up. Everyone in the city is really good about masking up. We're very privileged in San Francisco in that pretty much most people follow the rules and most people aren't doing indoor things yet. Some dining has gone indoors and some people are risky with that, but the majority of humans are like, nah, there's all this nice outdoor dining now with heaters. We can live with that to just be safer. And that's been okay. So good times. Uh, I think I'm going to insist that this new gentleman, if he wants to keep getting laid, he needs to, um, I better have a home-cooked meal every time then. Sorry, that's what I need. I need breakfast every time or dinner. That's the exchange I'm doing for dip. <laughs> you want this vagina? Oh, fantastic. Where's my food? <laughs> but anyhow, so that's nice. I don't really plan on talking to Baltimore Kid anymore. I'm, next time I talk to him, I'm going to give him like, here, here's my free therapy session, life coach. Let me tell you about this. And let me tell you about how you're not going to survive very well in this city if you don't pull your head out of your ass because 30 is really old for, for this kind of relationship still. And in case anyone's curious, of course they're both water signs. <laughs> Motherfucking Pisces and Cancer. All their fucking feelings. Anyhow, um... So yeah, that's been the last little bit. Uh, finally was slutty. For Parables of a Slut, this has all been about shitty dates up until now. So I was like, okay, we finally have <laughs> a happy ending date. <laughs> Took some time. Oh, I love it. But it's all right. Everything's good. And uh, yeah, so that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys had a good time. Um, stay tuned as more people get vaccinated in the world and as rates to continue to drop. Stay tuned for the more parables of a slut. Have a good night, good day, good afternoon. Bye!